This podcast contains discussion of mental health and may mention alcohol and drug use as well as suicide. Check the show notes for more information and links to relevant support services. Let's have a chat, an open, honest chat. Join best mates Lee and Jeff as they strip back everything, literally and figuratively, to have an open conversation about life. They might not solve all the world's problems from this hot tub, but a good chat with a good mate is not a bad place to start. Welcome to another episode of No Pants, No Problems. Welcome to another episode of No Pants, No Problems. We are here and we are doing another interview. Yes. Another uh, person has been willing to talk to us and has set me the challenge of having to set up three microphones this week instead of just the two. Excellent. Um, But we're not in in the spa this time, so... No, because it's windy outside. Uh, and we wanted to actually be able to hear the conversation. But kudos to you for taking your pants off anyway, Lee. It doesn't take much. Um, (laughs) We all should know that by now. Um, Before we launch in, how are you today, Jeff? I'm good, mate. I'm really good. I'm probably the best I've been for a while. Excellent, excellent. Uh, And so our guest is Alex. How are you, Alex? Yeah, pretty good. Pretty Good. 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 Welcome. Um, to no pants, no problems. Thank you. Good. <laughs> um, Conversation's going to flow like a dream. Yeah, I, was, yeah. <laughs> a good start. I was expecting to not have pants on, so it was. Uh... We can pause and, and sort that out uh, in the break for everyone. It's. Um, we'll save that for the post show. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that will set up our Patreon. Yeah. Members only. Yeah. We keep, we keep joking about this Patreon. At some point, someone's going to message us on yeah, Instagram. Hey, wait, what's this Patreon you keep like, talking about? This I've got to spare $3 a month. How do I get to see you blow through your pants off? I thought that was the OnlyFans. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I did, I did threaten an OnlyFans once. It's the border that we're so uh, don't. treading at the moment. <laughs> I think that, that the week after you threatened an OnlyFans was when they decided to just about destroy their own company. That's right. <laughs> they did. We're changing our concept. They're like, yeah, we're doing no porn anymore. <laughs> um, Damn it, the only thing I'm good at. Yeah, that's uh, not here, uh, not what we're here to talk about um, because you're also good at talking about mental health, Jeff. That's do, the I other thing I that you're good try. about and we're going to chat about it with Alex. Alex uh, hit us up after we put the call out for uh, guests. guests. And so I thought I'd ask, Alex, by asking you, why did you hit us up when we put the call out? Um, I just, listening to the podcast was something that I'd, I'd sort of been missing that I'd never, like, I didn't really have anybody to talk to about mental health that even though I wasn't talking to you guys, I felt like I was still part of the conversation. Um, yeah. So the fact that I was relating to it, I, I, I can only assume that a lot of other people were too so i wanted to jump on and sort of say as a fairly average sort of aussie yeah. guy that you know it is relevant and it is sort of something that people can take value from yeah and i i think from memory jeff alex was one of the first people very yeah very very much so yeah. that 
after we started the podcast that hit us up and messaged us and said, thanks, thanks, for, thanks for what you're doing. Um, what you're doing and I'm listening and it's, and it's helping. So thank you for sending that early message because um, we were looking at the stats and being like, <laughs> 10 people are listening. <laughs> we know three of them. Uh, yeah. have the same surname as Jeff. <laughs> One has the same surname as Lee. So uh, it was good to get that from you. And yeah, what you what you said, Alex, about being part of the conversation uh, is our main point. It is. It has been the whole point of the, I guess. Of, of the show. Um, and it's good that we're continuing. It's good that we're back and we found our rhythm definitely, again. Definitely. Uh, and we're now, we're now back into... Season 2.5, season 3, whatever we <laughs> decide I, to call this. You keep coming up with these names, man. I'll just come here and talk shit on the microphone. Yeah. We're good. All right, we'll do that. Um, <laughs> so uh, I guess uh, going down a little bit deeper, Alex, um, in terms of chatting about mental health, what what do you reckon is the thing that you found that you wanted to chat about the most? That you perhaps hadn't before. Yeah, tell tell, tell us, tell on. us a little bit of your story. What, yeah. where, where, where does this come from for you? Um, well, my story was that I, sort of growing up, I was, you know, played a lot of baseball and was very successful with my baseball, and ended up uh, playing in America for a pro team, and the, I had a lot of success, and it sort of the adversity I had was just the adversity in training and things which I enjoyed, which it wasn't really ever a challenge, so. Once my baseball dried up and I came back to, you know, lack of a better word, normal life. Yeah. Yeah. It, there was all these things that, these day-to-day challenges that I'd never really been faced with. I've been living in a bit of a fantasy land. So I come back to, back to reality and, you know, these, you know, especially my biggest thing is anxiety that I get this anxiety. I can't just fix my anxiety by going out and having a good pitching outing. I've got to actually deal with it, which I hadn't done. It was a new concept to me dealing with anxiety on a day-to-day basis without being able to go and throw a ball as hard as I can. Exactly you know? right, yeah. Do you think, um, and the sporting side of things, and I've been thinking about this in the lead-up of us chatting to you, do you think in the the sporting side of things, when you are training for your sport and especially training at a high level, when you're presented with a problem and a problem that you might be anxious about it's a fairly solvable problem if you train a little bit harder then you can kind of tick that problem off and move on yeah do you think that is something that confronted you when you came back that the, the things that you're anxious about aren't things that you can go, oh, well, I can just yeah, go yeah, and yeah. spend another 40 yeah, minutes. Yeah, you're, in not, you're, not, and- you're not put in a position of, of having as much control as you were in a controlled environment, obviously. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's um, It was one of those things that I didn't, I actually didn't even recognize, while I was playing baseball, I didn't actually recognize anxiety as anxiety. I actually, I always thought it was guilt. I always thought it's, I had a bad outing. I had this feeling, you know, actually like a physical feeling in my stomach, you know, which yeah. I now recognize as anxiety. But for me, it was a, you didn't perform well, get your shit together, yeah. get back in the weight room, get back and you know watch some footage, work harder. Yeah. And in the baseball terms, work harder means usually more results. Yeah. But now I get back into real life, you know, I, I go to a job, you know, seven to five like most guys and I don't have success in my job. It's not necessarily my fault. I can't work longer. I can't work harder. 
I'm now confronted with anxiety. What's what's my solution? And I didn't have a solution. It, yeah. It's not a work harder. It's a deal with your anxiety some other way. Yeah. So looking back, uh, you said you didn't understand that what you were feeling was necessarily anxiety. How, looking back now from where you are now, do you think, how early do you think anxiety had actually been an issue for you? Probably ever since I was a little kid that yeah. I didn't, you know, even little things like uh, I, I didn't do my homework. Uh, I would get that physical feeling and it, I never recognized it as anxiety. I always thought you're just guilty that you didn't put in the work. Yeah. So it's not a, it's guilt for not doing the work, not anxiety for just, you know. The potential results. Yeah, the or potential the results. All, all, yeah. all those early signs were there, but you didn't have that education to know. Yeah, what it was you had you you just t- you turned it yourself into I'm doing something wrong rather than hang on a minute there's something I need to deal with here, yeah yeah and for me it was almost a trigger to work harder yeah. and it, it 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 served me well you know especially when you're younger there's not as much of a consequence yeah. that hey I didn't do my homework I'm anxious walking into this classroom well, it wasn't I'm anxious walking into the classroom it's a I didn't get my shit together so next time if I want to avoid this feeling put the work in hand it in and get a good result. Yeah. Yeah. It was actually almost a positive tool that, but I just, I didn't realize. The negative commentations are obviously the, the physical side effects, the, like you're saying, the feeling in your gut, the, yeah. that sinking feeling, that feeling of guilt. We, we've all, we've all had that at some point in our life. Some, yeah. Obviously in yours, it was a very controlling factor for, to be able to, to be able to talk about it now in the way you are. Like it's, it was obviously a bigger part of your life than it was some people but yeah and yeah. but i just i never realized it you know i was it was and especially being young and the fact that it's not spoken about you know i knew i knew the concept of anxiety yeah and i mean i'd always sort of thought of anxiety as a weakness and a because i'd never had a negative experience with my anxiety i'd always been able to overcome and succeed that it was people that said oh i can't do it because i've got anxiety i i looked down on them and i was i was I was a dick. I was, yeah. you know, I had some friends that had anxiety and they said, oh, I've, I've, I've got, you know, having an anxiety attack or, you know, my anxiety is playing up and I just, you know, yeah, I, I like, looked just, at it terribly. Just, deal, just deal with, up, deal with it. it you know? Yeah, yeah, suck it up. You know, every, every, yeah. everybody's got a bit of anxiety. You just make an excuse. But, yeah. you know, fast forward 15, 15 years. Yeah. And, you know, been put in that situation where you do have a panic attack or, you know, anxiety attack that yeah. it's, you know, borderline crippling. Yeah. Mm. What um, can you remember a, a point where it did kind of dawn on you that you were having anxiety issues? Um, so once once I got released, I still I, ha- I had this period of time where I was released from the baseball. Yeah, released yeah. from baseball, yeah, yeah. released from my contract. Um, <laughs> not prison. That's, yeah. no, not prison. <laughs> <laughs> that's a different podcast. <laughs> um, no, once once I was released, I. I lived in a bit of a fantasy, you know, a bit of a identity identity crisis that I was a former professional player. That I, I still I still lived in that mindset. So it took a little while, probably a good year or so, um, and it was actually in a workplace that I got stuck in a trench. That I went into a trench that, well, it was America. It was pretty sketchy. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I ended up getting trapped in there. That some of the dirt collapsed in, and I was helpless. I couldn't. There was nothing I could do. It's not a matter of work hard or do anything different. You're stuck. Yeah, and I was stuck in there for half an hour before somebody came and helped me. And 
you just you're, you're trapped in a hole with your thoughts and yeah it was at that point i've gone oh, this is actually probably yeah this, probably this, what everybody's been talking about this is, and, this is not a guilt yeah. situation this is yeah, not something yeah, i'm yeah, doing here wrong. i am yeah. and i don't yeah. i don't have the tools to deal with this and did did it quickly then dawn on you that the past had been anxiety as well maybe not straight away yeah. It maybe took a little while longer for that um, because it was, I, was, I was a bit in denial about it, you know, because I've always seen it as a weakness. It yeah. was, yeah. you know, I didn't have an anxiety attack. It was just a, couldn't breathe properly, you know, to play it off, you know. Yeah. yeah. Must have been and a I, bit of asthma or something Yeah, else. yeah, yeah, it yeah, wasn't, yeah. yeah. It's not my mind doing this to me. I'm yeah. having some other physical failing. Yeah, 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 and I guess if you couple that with the end of your baseball career, mm. dealing with the end of that as well as being confronted by actually this might be anxiety, which I, you know, you've attached your own kind of stigma to Mm. that all kind of, I guess, piled on top of each other and made it worse. Yeah. Well, it wasn't so much that made it worse. I just, instead of dealing with it, I tried to run from it. It wasn't a, it wasn't a problem that could be fixed. It was a, a weakness that I had that, I somehow had to out train, which yeah. yeah, yeah, isn't really achievable for some things. And so, so what what was your breakthrough moment that you, after like obviously recognizing it in yourself? What was the sort of admitting to yourself that this is something that you needed to work on that wasn't a physical out train out outlast the next bloke type of thing? What was your breakthrough moment with anxiety that you went? I've got an issue I need to deal with. Um, it's probably fast forward about five years that I moved into a bit more of a a management role at my company and I was looking after, you know, four different sites on the same, on a fairly big project. And there was a lot in my mind and I was going home every night. I was, I felt like shit. So, you know, you grab a drink, which only numbs it. It doesn't help the actual problem. You know, I wasn't sleeping and it got to the point where, you know, I was, um, getting angry at my girlfriend because you know well because i was anxious and i was i was upset it wasn't her fault needed someone to blame yeah and i was starting to take it out in the wrong people and you know my physical health suffered you know i just turned to drinking as the solution and it was just a bit of a spiral and it took me to pretty much just cracking it with myself like you know i I tried blaming other people and it just kept circling back on me that this I is sort not, of sat not, down. Who, not who I want to be sort yeah. of moment, yeah. Yeah, so I sort of looked at it and gone, well, my work life's not going to change. My, I don't want my relationship to change. You know, this is this is probably the best you know, part of my life. Yeah. So I've got to make a change in some way. And it was, I started looking and go, well, the anxiety is a big thing. How do I attack that? Yeah. So I went through a lot of things like podcasts, yeah. which never really hit the, the nail on the head. It yeah, sort of... Yeah. Well, you know, to be successful, you do this. It's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know how to be successful. Yeah, I've been, Teach me I've, that anxiety. I've been, succe- <laughs> I've been successful. Give me the tools I need. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah and I, I guess that's that's a big part of it. I think we've talked a lot about self-awareness. Definitely. And yeah. I've essentially drummed it into you. Well, yeah, yeah it, took, it, took, it took, <laughs> it's taken how many years of friendship for me yeah. to finally be the self-aware bloke you always thought I could be. Well, and I think, <laughs> yeah, and I think yeah. you touched on it then Alex as well of being self-aware enough to be like shit's fucked basically. Yeah. And these are the things that 
I can't change. These are the things that I don't want to change. And then that led you to this is this is what's the left. thing that at least can change. And then from there, yeah, the thing that's left and the thing that is actually probably the root cause of it all. Mm-hmm. And I think it's really interesting what you said about listening to podcasts because a lot of mental health podcasts are mindset based. Yeah. And, you know, you were a professional athlete. I, I don't think... You definitely have that. Yeah, I don't that, think that, mindset... That training of a, strong, <laughs> of a strong mindset to be able to put your, put your body through what you needed to to get to that level. It wasn't, yeah. it wasn't a problem of not having the drive. It's just not having the tools. Mm. Yeah. So obviously, uh, you've done some work on anxiety, Alex, in the last few years. It's became obviously apparent that it was something that you needed to work on. Um, but as, as you told me, a couple of weeks ago, anxiety is not something that you've ticked off and moved on from. No, well, I, I thought I thought I had, and I thought you know I sort of I could keep it under wraps or at least hide it. Um, and I had a I had an experience a couple of weeks ago that um, I was on my honeymoon. We decided to go out for a, uh, a a diving trip, and I'd never been diving before, and I was really excited. You know, it just looked so exciting. So me and the wife we all get geared up in our scuba gear and jump off the back of the boat, we, you know, we do all our checks and everything. And I'd never been scuba diving, so I'd never actually breathed through a regulator before. And I started breathing, thought, it's, it's a bit tough, but you know, I get underwater and I start panicking a bit, going, well, I can't quite breathe properly. So, you know, trying to catch my breath and the instructor's trying to get me, you know, come down to a couple meters, we'll do all our checks again. And I, I get down to a couple meters and I can't quite get my breath in. I'm, I'm starting to panic. And I think, okay, stop, slow everything down breathe, breathe. And I'm starting to breathe and there's no, there's no oxygen. It's, you know, <laughs> it wasn't the Scooby gear failing me. I just, I couldn't, just couldn't I couldn't get was, wasn't working oxygen for in fast enough. And, you know, I, I, I've tried everything, you know, I sort of, I closed my eyes, I, I slowed everything down. And um, one of the tests that you have to do is you drop your regulator, count to five and then put it back in and clear it. And the guy goes, yep, drop it out. And I look at the guy and I go, I can't, if I stop breathing here, I'm, I'm going to pass out. I, I don't yeah. have enough oxygen left. And he goes, no, no, let's go, let's go, let's go. And I completely flipped out. I, <laughs> I just, I flipped him off. I went back up to the boat and the guy goes, what happened? Is something wrong? I said, I, I just can't breathe. Yeah. And he goes, oh, well, you know, you just got to slow your breathing down. I said, mate, I, I tried. I just, yeah. <laughs> I've and, got the anxiety yeah. coping mechanisms. Yeah. Yeah. I tried them. It's not happening. I tried all luckily, the luckily, my wife went down and she did the full dive. Gave me fifteen minutes to actually get my shit together because yeah. I was I was a wreck. I, I got up back on the boat and I'm I'm sweating. I'm breathing heavy. I'm, I'm dizzy. I just it was a complete meltdown. And so yeah. So of all the places <laughs> yeah. to have an anxiety attack, you decided off to the do coast it yeah. <laughs> in the middle of the Pacific Ocean. In the middle of the ocean, underwater. Yeah. That's you know that's that's fair. That's a good time to have yeah. a bit of anxiety, I think. But uh, yeah, no. I think that's like that's reasonably. Common, I would imagine, yeah. because it's such a foreign thing, not only to be underwater, but to have that breathing regulator and to almost, it's not real breathing, I imagine. I, I, um, I have a story about uh, scuba gear and breathing through a regulator. I uh, went, when I was about 15 years old, I went with a mate for a weekend away. We ended up going scuba diving because he was a diver and I just jumped on, jumped in with him. 
I got home from that weekend and told my parents, I was like, oh, we went scuba diving on the weekend. My mum just flipped out. I'm like, what's wrong? And she's like, uh, we've never told you, but when you were two years old, you got like a really bad lung injury and your lungs are scarred. <laughs> And you're not allowed to breathe compressed air. <laughs> I was like, well, that could have been handy to know, like before I went uh, this weekend away. So maybe I should 15. have had. Maybe I should have had the anxiety, but I, I was unaware of the problem at the time. I think uh, knowing what I know about you at 15, you would have done it anyway. It's probably true. Yeah. <laughs> Very true. Yeah, this is something that that came up in Tyler's interview as well. Um, do you think growing up in a sporting club increased the stigma around anxiety and mental health? It's a tough question because Jeff and I have talked a lot about th- the value of sporting clubs. I think I think we, yeah. What what Lee's sort of believing to is like it's a bloke's bloke type of world. You know what I mean? Where you know, you you break your arm, she'll be right, mate. Rub some dirt on it. Mm. You know, if you if you start talking about mental health, most blokes sort of like, oh fuck, Clean yeah, I, yeah, I don't, I don't know, yeah. I don't know how to talk to you about that, so I'm just gonna go grab you a beer. Yeah, you know? <laughs> <laughs> like, do you want a beer, mate? Like, I, yeah. I, it's not like you're gonna go. Hey, do you need a hug? Do you need someone to talk to? Like, it's not that's it's not that type of environment. Or it that's what where we wasn't. Yeah, it wasn't. It's definitely a lot better now. We've been growing up in it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I think I think sport offsets it a little bit that you've got a physical outlet yeah um you've got you know people around you and you sort of especially a team sport you build something together you feel like you're part of a team you can leave your problems in the car park you know yeah Yeah. that it's not so much that it's i don't think it really negatively impacts a stigma or anything like that it just it's a good getaway it's a good escape you know especially like i'm a big believer in physical health and also oh, yeah, helps your too. mental health. Yeah, you know. <laughs> I mean, well, I think we, we had this discussion before about, you know, especially substances. And for me, like caffeine, getting rid of caffeine drops my anxiety levels. Yeah, substantially. Yeah, you know, substantially. So, you know, little tricks and things like that. But I don't think, I, I think the sport helps put you in a good frame of mind in general. But I, yeah. I think the, stig- the stigma is a, a cultural thing. I think the stigma is much bigger than the sport. You know, it's schools, it's... Yeah, definitely, definitely. Just the fact that it's never spoken about, and yeah. you know, well, it's it's, it's, it's just an awkward it's, it's an awkward topic. A little it's, bit. It's a been an, it's it's kind of the Australian way. Like we're all we're all mates. We're all there for each other. We're all you know bleed for each other on the field, stuff mm. like that. But when it starts to get below that surface level of friendship, where you're starting to go like, "Hey, look, I'm really struggling with this." That's why we started this podcast to to break that stigma to say, "Look, hey, look, there are other guys going through this. You're not this weirdo. That's you know." Clamming up before a game, getting that anxious feeling yeah. like that's not that's not unusual. It's it's part of life. No one talks about it. That's why we're trying to. Yeah, you know. it's almost got an intimacy to it that you yeah. feel you feel like if you if you open up to somebody, you're being intimate with them. Yeah. So you know, yeah. vulnerability. Maybe your best friend. You can talk to some of that stuff because you, you're sort of intimate with that person. But being as a general whole, and like I'm still a bit uncomfortable speaking about this kind of stuff. That you know, I, I was talking to one of the guys at the baseball club and was, you know, hey, have you heard, you know, Jeff and Lee's podcast, you know? He's, yeah, I'm a big fan, this and that. And he started talking about mental health. He's a very open, happy yeah. person. Yeah. But then when I started trying to talk about it, I clammed up and I've gone, shit, I'm going to go on this podcast. I'm going to, and I'm still clamming up. You know, it's still a, it's so ingrained that you can't share this stuff, but yeah. it's, which is, it's far from the truth, you know? Yeah. It's, it's, it's probably been the best part of my development. Well, sort of my mental health development 
is actually talking about it and yeah. talking about it casually too. Not, yeah, not yeah. a like, hey, let's sit down, you know, yeah. around the table. You know, I need to tell you something. You know, I have anxiety. It's uh, well, it's, th- it's it's one of the things like the, with the interview with Buff, we discussed his uh, sorry Tyler Tyler last week. Yeah. We uh, had the him talking about going into therapy and how hard it is to make that call to go like, hey, I actually need to talk to someone who's not one of my friends, someone who actually can professionally say, look, you're okay. Look at, look at my life objectively because then you're opening yourself up to someone you don't know and you're like, anyone who judges you, they call you on your shit. You're like, hang on, like, you know, fuck you, you've got this going on. But when they don't know you and you don't know them, it's a different world. You're like, okay, I have to take this and take it on board. I've been through a bit of therapy myself and that was the hardest part for me was going in there going like, hey, this, 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 and this is going on in my life. I'm feeling like this. And they're like, well, why are you doing that? Why are you doing that? And I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, like trying to justify your own existence is like, hang on a minute. Like there's, there is, there is issues in there. But yeah, talk, like you say, talking to mates is if everybody talked about it, what was going on in their life, it would be a much better world. But mm. it's very hard to break that shell with a lot of people. Yeah. And I think, like you said, they're talking about it casually. I think as much as it's, changing it's still a big conversation like it's it's very hard to just drop in casually um you know like if i don't go to the gym tomorrow and then i go the day after i'll just go oh my ankle was feeling a bit shit yeah they'll be like oh all right you missed leg day that's fine or yeah. like my wrist is injured i didn't go and do upper body day sure it was um yeah and <laughs> whereas if i go in and go, oh, I didn't go yesterday because I was feeling really depressed. That's not just be like, oh, well, glad you're better today. Let's keep going. Yeah. People seem to still react to that like, like yeah, the, oh, oh, my oh, God, oh, Lee oh. just told me he's got depression. Yeah. That's like a huge thing. Even though like most of the trainers at my gym know that I have a mental health podcast. Yeah. It's still like, a, oh, that's a big thing. Where it, whereas it's, it's just, and without oversimplifying it, it, I kind of like to think about it just as another thing on the list of something that you're dealing with. Yeah, definitely. Similarly to a, a physical yeah. injury. Jeez. Two Drink Cinema, an Odd Socks Entertainment podcast. I'm Lee. And I'm Brett. We are two brothers reviewing movies. Two drinks at a time. The old. The new. The classic. And the cult. We tick all the boxes. We bring you the news on the latest movie releases. And drunkenly review some of the best films of yesteryear. Find us on your favourite podcast platform. And follow us on Facebook, Instagram and Twitter at Two Drink Cinema. Cheers. Yeah, I think it's still a big topic. Like if you bring it up, it seems like a big like a big reveal still. Yeah, 100%. Um when of yeah, like I said, where we want to get to is being able to just talk about it generally, just drop it into conversations rather than making the bringing up of the topic the conversation. Yeah, and I think I think if people want to talk about their mental health too, that they need to almost initiate, you know, one of your friends' mental health too. You can't just go out and go, I have anxiety, help me. You know, yeah. um, you've got to go to them and say, you know, you've been thinking about a bit about this, you know, try and open the conversation that, you know, like I, one of my best friends, they, he, we actually had a conversation. It was probably before I, things started sort of um, clicking for me. And we had the conversation a bit about, 
you know, like almost seasonal depression. Yeah. And he yeah. goes, yeah, I could probably, I could probably go to the doctor. He'll send me to uh, a therapist and, you know, and I said, well, how about instead of that, like we actually talk to each other and that if you call me, I'll answer and we'll talk, we'll talk shit. You know, if that, if that helps you out, but it's sort of, it sort of and then opened the door for me to talk about it. Yeah. So you've got to, you've yeah. got you've got to be as good listening to people and sort of get, creating a safe space for them too that you then open the space for yourself. And I think that's kind of what we've talked about a lot. It it's got to be more than as well. It's got to be a little bit more than like oh, if you've got something you can talk to me about it. Yeah. You know, like the, that here the, if you the whole, need the whole, the whole thing we've said about the the are you okay day. Just saying to someone, are you okay? Your natural response is, yeah, yeah I'm, I'm good. Yeah. I'm good. I'm good, yeah. yeah. You've, yeah. Got, you've got to crack, you've got to get that intimate yeah. real connection with somebody and say like, nah, mate, like I can tell something's up. What's going on? Yeah. And you've got to be able to recognize that in somebody else as well as in yourself to be able to say, hey, look, I actually need to talk to someone about this. And I think there's the benefits of, of being more open casually about it like a lot of people even before jeff and i started the podcast a lot of people knew um that i had mental health uh struggles and challenges and the benefit of that i saw recently was there was a guy at the club who is a pretty typical bloke and i reckon in the 20 plus years I've known him I've never had a conversation with him about feelings yeah but there was a a time that we were at training and I and a couple of kind of sessions before that had been a bit off and he actually kind of pulled me aside and was like is there something that you need to talk about like yeah how are you going with things at the moment and I knew that the how are you going with things was more than was more than just like hey what's going on and I knew that he knew and had an understanding of some of the things that I've of the struggle dealt with. Yeah, yeah. And he might not understand it from his own struggles, but by me being more open about it, he knew that he that that was a potential issue for me, and so was then able to bring it up in that way. Uh, And I think, yeah. It's the reason we thought this podcast would work at the start because we have always, we've never shied away from it. If anyone wants to talk to somebody, we've been that person. We thought, well, that's great for, you know, the handful of friends that know us. If we open that up to a broader audience, like we keep saying, getting that conversation started with everybody, like getting everyone else talking about it. Like you're you're a prime example. You're like, when when Lee said you had contacted the show and said, you know, like this is great you know you've helped me a little bit i was like that's exactly what we're trying to do this is this is why we're doing it you know like to get to break that break down that wall of no no you don't talk about that like no yeah. fuck that everyone needs to talk about this stuff like, and, it, and it doesn't have to be a best friend either i mean yeah exactly i think i think that's a big problem because there are some people out there and i know a few people that don't have that sort of that one person that's their go-to you know I've, yeah you know i've got my best mate that you know something pops into my head or i'm having a rough day or something it just goes straight away just cool yeah. It's that one person that I just go, yeah, just call him. Yeah. You know, and Give him a call like, now I'm married. Oh, same thing with my wife, you know. Yeah, yeah, 100%. Yeah, you know, that's my first point of contact. But yeah. this conversation shouldn't just be the closed circle. You know, we need to 100%. open it up yeah, a little that, bit. Yeah, and to, it needs to, to, yeah, like so. And like take that intimacy away from it. That it's yeah. not a, 
you're not opening your soul. It's not, yeah. you know, yes, if, okay, if, you're if, very if, revealing. If but you see if you see a bloke with his arm in a sling, you walk up and go, mate, what, yeah. ha- what happened? Are you all right? You see a bloke sitting in the lunchroom crying, you don't go over and say, hey, mate, what's going on? You sort of yeah. like, fuck, that guy's going through something, better leave him alone. It's the opposite we need to get to where you go, yeah. like, walk up, like, mate, is there anything I can do to help? Or and I need think someone to talk to? Like, that example that you said before about, you bringing up the podcast with another guy at the baseball club, you and him aren't close friends. But I think that's a, as much as it's great that people are messaging Jeff and I and talking to us more about stuff, I think the more that those incidental conversations happen or about like, oh, did you know Lee and Jeff are doing this, that then leads you to have a casual conversation with someone about mental health. I think that's that's going to be a stronger benefit. Yeah. Maybe we should set a challenge for our listeners that uh, go out this week and, you know, ha- have a nonchalant conversation about something mental health related, you know. I, well, think, I think Alex is joining the family, mate. Yeah. We're going to have to, yeah. <laughs> so, have to get his pants off lock, soon. Lock me in for a, uh, a bi-monthly appointment. <laughs> um, well, that's part of the the point of our fridge magnets. 100%, yeah. I've got- is... To be kind of that reminder um, to, you know, and it sits there on your fridge and it says, when was the last time you chatted to someone? And it, it, you know, the question is, when's the last time you checked in on a mate or something? I can't remember the exact words. But when's the last time you checked in with a mate? When's the last time you had a conversation? And it's not, when was the last time you talked to a mate? About, about their depression or yeah, about yeah, yeah. their mental health. It's like just the checking in and just the having any kind of conversation about anything related to these topics is the important thing. Well, we're living in a world that's moving more and more into nobody actually talks to each other. It's all messages and messenger and social media and that sort of garbage. But like I myself have taken myself off Facebook just because of the complete amount of time I was wasting on it. Like... You know, you get on there to check in on your friends and the next thing you know, you're looking at memes for fucking two hours, you know? Like, you've, you've wasted quality time that you could be doing something better with. The The whole point of social media was to bring everyone closer together and I think it's actually driven us apart. We've, we've had conversations about the social media side of things, but yeah, having a, like when we say check in on a mate, we don't mean shoot him a mess and you go, hey, are you okay? Because the standard response is going to be, yeah, I'm fine. Yeah. It's not it something need, it you needs wanna... that It needs that personal touch that you yeah. can't get over a keyboard. Yeah, exactly right. Yeah. If, and... you, if you can... Take a bloke to a pub and have a beer, or if you can, you know, rock up on their doorstep unexpected and go like, "Mate, I know you're going through something. Let's have a chat." You yeah. know, that's 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 the the yeah. hard part. That's where it starts to get. I think the thing about the social media, we obviously do most of our chatting on social media, um, and have particularly over the last few months. But I think that works for us because we've had the real conversations, 100 that yeah. have laid the foundation. We've also, yeah, we, we've. We have no boundaries on those conversations over text. There's no, yeah, but yeah. that that comes as well because we've had the no boundaries of conversations in real life. Oh, yeah, um, and you know that's part of the no pants, mm. um, literally and figuratively, um, is removing those boundaries um, and opening up those things. And so I think, yeah, having those real conversations. I think lay the foundation to be able to have them more regularly and to be able to have them more casually. Yeah. I think we've learned something ourselves with you today, mate. So, We're good. yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, well, then there's the challenge 
for our listeners then, set by our guest, <laughs> <laughs> set by the hosts. Our new, our new monthly anxiety expert. Yeah. <laughs> um, anxiety is not something we need to get external expertise <laughs> very, between the two of true. us, Jeff. Very true. Um, so, yeah, and actually I can talk more about the fridge magnets. 100%. Yeah. That's something I haven't told you. I stuck a dozen of these on the fridge at work. Yeah. Yeah, to just like get yeah. our name out there sort of thing. And like I work in a, in a school where we have a high turnover of students. There's only four left. Oh, yeah? So people are taking them to... That's good. Yeah, so... I came up with the idea because you used to get fridge magnets, you probably still can, that has emergency numbers, so, you know, poison control. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Local this is like CFA. our mental health emergency So, stuff. yeah, this is uh, no pants, no problem. Strict, stripped back conversations for men's mental health. And it says, when did you last have a proper chat with a bloke? When did you last check in with a mate? Uh, and then the number for Lifeline and Men's Line, as well as our socials, um, if you want to get in touch. And, and obviously then the QR code to find the podcast um, if you need to listen. So, yeah, we'll give some of those out mm-hmm. as we go. Alex is going to take some as our guest, as Tyler did um, when he was our guest last time. Um <laughs> But that works with Alex's challenge of having a conversation with someone, not necessarily, you know, the deep sit down around the table conversation, um, but just bring it up in some way. Send us a message with your address and we'll post some out to you if you want. Yeah. It's going to cost, yeah. cost me a fortune if <laughs> our, our tens of listeners all want dozens of these, we'll be fine. No, we'll, that, we'll, we'll get them out there because that's, you know, the point... Um, of having them, um, we paid to get them when we're mega, made. When we're mega successful in 10 years' time, this was recorded in 2022, so <laughs> yeah. know, like the, the millions of people measure, going back and re- watching this old stuff or listening to this old stuff. Before Jeff Bezos sponsored you. That's right, yeah. <laughs> Before we came the new Bezos. So I just needed to get the, uh, the trigger words out. <laughs> Before we... Um, before we took Joe Rogan's place on Spotify. That's right, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, Joe. All right, um, so there you go. That's uh, that's your challenge for this week, to go out and have a conversation with someone um, and get back into starting the conversation around mental health. Get in touch with us if you would like to uh, get a couple of fridge magnets and put them out there and help us to spread the word and get those little reminders going alex thank you for coming on board and having a chat with us today yeah no worries before we do go though i just want to say thank you to you two that this is it's obviously a bit of a labor of love for you guys it's not just a you know it it might take a bit of effort and but there are people that appreciate this so thank you both of you that this is available it's you know it certainly helped me and i think if it helps yeah. You know, even if my conversation with you guys helps one person, that's exactly that's, a win. that's that's how we started. That's the attitude we one have. Person, if we reach one person, we've done our job. Yeah, but, yeah. So yeah both so you thank, guys. Thank, thank you. you thank you that, very man. much for just opening this up and just creating creating a a sort of a space that wasn't there before. And it's you know I really hope that uh, this keeps rolling and um, can just help as many people as I can. Thank you. If you would like to come on and chat and tell your story and join Jeff and I to chat about uh, some of the issues and mental health stuff, uh, then get in touch with us. Our socials are linked in the episode description. Uh, Make sure you follow us. Make sure you subscribe. uh, And as well as spreading the word about mental health, spread the word about the podcast so that we can touch some more people 
out there uh, and spread the conversation a little bit further. Uh, thank you, Jeff. Thank you, Lee. Thank you've been, you, Alex. You've been listening to another episode of No Pants, No Problems, Stripped Back Conversations for Men's Mental Health. Hit subscribe on whatever podcast plot. Pod, ah, oh, fuck. <laughs> I literally just said, what a pro. I was, just, a yeah, I was about to say it. Thanks for listening to another episode of No Pants, No Problems. Make sure you subscribe on your favorite platform so you don't miss an episode. Join the conversation by following us on Facebook and Twitter at No Pants Pod. If you or someone you know needs support around their mental health, there are many support services available. Check the show notes for links. This episode is produced by Odd Socks Entertainment, music composed by Shane Cole Hayhow, and introduced by Matt Pankhurst. Bye for now.